Well, good morning. It is Monday, February 5th, 2024. Monday, February 5th, 2024. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you. Have I ever told you that? I just want to make sure you understood. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. That would be fantastic. Uh, tweet to me or X to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. So let's start with <laughs> uh, Russia and Ukraine. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh about but this is kind of weird. I can't wait to see Tucker Carlson praise Putin and show who he really is. Yes, that's right. Tucker Carlson is in Russia and wants to interview Putin. He's actually there. The Kremlin has declined to say whether Vladimir Putin would grant an interview uh, uh, with Tucker Carlson. Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov said, We can hardly be expected to provide information on the movement of foreign journalists. Many foreign journalists come to Russia every day. Many continue to work here, and we welcome this. We have nothing to announce in terms of the president's interview uh, interviews for foreign media. I, I'm going to get to this thing where he says he welcomes uh, media here. I, you know how many people have been jailed, right, for telling the truth? <laughs> anyway, uh He said, we have nothing to announce in the terms of the president's interviews to foreign media. Uh, What would be funny uh, would be if Tucker Carlson was arrested and thrown in jail like many of uh, the uh, media over there. Uh, Carlson Carlson reportedly arrived in Moscow last Thursday when asked yesterday by a journalist from the state-controlled Izvestia outlet about his visit to Moscow. Carlson said... He wanted to talk to people, look around and see how it's going, and it's doing very well. God, he's such a tool. Asked if he was in Moscow to interview Putin, Carlson said, we'll see. Uh, Carlson became a uh, popular figure in Moscow during Trump's presidency when he regularly mocked allegations that Russia had intervened in the U.S. presidential election, even though we already know and it's been proven that they have. Uh, Carlson has since echoed many of the Kremlin's talking points in its war against Ukraine, slamming Washington for its support of Ukraine while suggesting that the West is to blame for the invasion. It's our fault. Tucker Carlson says it's our fault that Russia invaded Ukraine. And remember, Trump loves Tucker and his shows on Fox News and X. Carlson, Tucker Carlson, has described the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, as a dictator and a sweaty and rat-like, uh, uh, sweaty and rat-like, while once stating that he was rooting for Moscow. Uh, rat, uh, he called them, you know, rats. That's what uh, um, the Nazis called uh, Jews. Uh, his uh, pro-Putin... <clears throat> An anti-Ukrainian rhetoric has been lauded by Moscow, where his clips have become a fixture on Russian state television, with local propagandists using them as evidence that influential people in the U.S. are sympathetic to Putin's military campaign. 
There were other Putin supporters to say something on formerly Twitter. Right-wing sociopath Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted, We have a free press in this country, and it's people like Tucker Carlson who we depend on to speak the truth. By the way, if Tucker Carlson were jailed, Biden would have to waste resources to get him out. As much as I'd like him to be jailed by Putin, I don't want... I don't want Biden wasting any time trying to get Tucker Carlson out when there's other people that need to get out. Uh, by the way, shortly after Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov said, Many foreign journalists come to Russia every day. Many continue to work here, and we welcome this. Shortly after he said that, when referring to Tucker Carlson, a number of people, including journalists, from foreign press organizations were detained in Moscow after authorities cracked down on protesters at Putin's election headquarters. Video shows Russian authorities <clears throat> detaining several people wearing press vests near Red Square. Independent Russian media group Media Zona reported Saturday that among those held are journalists working for Commerçant, France Press, uh, uh, Spiegel, as well as human rights activists. Another seven journalists covering the rally were taken to Basmani Police Station. Among them is the representative of the Japanese in, uh, Japanese television company, Fuji, uh, Andre Zaiko. I, I told you this was coming. The Kremlin warning the West that any attempt uh, used to, uh, uh, to use frozen Russian assets as collateral to raise funds for Ukraine would be illegal. Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov said, we do not yet know how much these publications correspond to reality. He's talking about news reports on them using uh, uh, Russian assets. Um, are, th are there really such plans? It is important to wait for official statements on this matter. We know that even the most serious publications now, unfortunately, consciously or not, make a lot of mistakes. Belgium is suggesting, asking G7 countries to consider using $260 billion in seized Russian assets held by the West as collateral for loans to U Ukraine. This would avoid questions around the legality of seized, uh, seizing the assets outright as has been considered by Ukraine's allies, according to the Financial Times. Uh, Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, has submitted a proposal to the Ukrainian parliament to extend martial law and general mobilization for another 90 days. Uh, he requests it every 90 days. Zelensky's proposal would extend the two measures until the 14th of May. Lawmaker Yaroslav uh, Zelezhnyak uh, said this would be the 10th vote of the parliament on martial law since the beginning of the war on the 24th. Kyiv's mayor, Vitaly Kanabayavel Klitschko, criticized the possibility of the firing of General Valery Zolushin, uh, the popular commander-in-chief of Ukraine's armed forces, saying it was due to the general's leadership that many Ukrainians trust uh, truly trust the armed forces. And, and I will say, I think Zeluzhny is doing better than uh, most people think. But uh, um, he's unpopular politically for Zelensky, who needs to show more 
uh, advances, I think. Okay. Uh, Klitschko. Can I buy a, buy a Val Klitschko? Said, and I, I call him, I, I give his middle name, Can I Buy a Val? Because he has an I and an O in his name, uh, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine letters long. <laughs> he said on uh, social media, uh, today is a moment when politics might reve- uh, prevail over reason and country's interests. Uh, the prosecutor leading uh, Sweden probe into the uh, the prosecutor, uh, which is leading the Sweden uh, Sweden's probe into the Nord Stream gas pipeline blast in the Baltic Sea in 2022, plans to announce a decision this week on whether to drop the case, uh, press charges, or request that someone is detained. We will see what happens this week. Hopefully, the UK's Ministry of Defence, Maud. They're very mod, said it is unlikely that uh, Russia's planned revenue target for 2024 will be met as detailed in the country's budget plan. In its latest intelligence update, the uh, mod wrote on formerly Twitter, it is likely the government will need to uh, to consider other policy measures to fund its planned expenditure Uh, because Russia is saying that they're going to make so much money and then that they're going to spend a lot of it on on uh, the military. But it doesn't look like that's really possible. Uh, the Russian government has ambitious plans to increase expenditures by 26% in 2024. This is re- uh, reliant on optimistic expectations of revenues rising by 22%, with oil and gas revenues expected to increase by almost 25%. That's not going to happen. It is likely that the government will need to reduce its contributions to the National Wealth Fund and increase domestic taxes and debt to fund its planned expenditure. Kaja Olongren, the Dutch defense minister, has announced on formerly Twitter, the Netherlands Ministry of Defense is readying six additional F-16 fighter aircraft for delivery to Ukraine. The total number adds up to previously pledged 24 F-16s. Ukraine's aerial superiority is essential for countering Russian aggression. uh, Hashtag stand with Ukraine, that's what he said. A Portuguese delegation that included the country's foreign minister, João uh, Cravinho, and education minister uh, João Costa, arrived in Kiev earlier today to reiterate Portugal's support for Ukraine's reconstruction. Turkey's foreign minister, Hakan Fidan, said President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the guy that sounds like a Lord of the Rings villain, would discuss a new mechanism to allow Ukrainian grain exports through the Black Sea when Putin visits Turkey. The date has not been confirmed, but local media have said it will take place on February 12th unless Putin is caught in international airspace where his plane will be forced down and he will be taken into custody by The Hague. Uh, Russia carried out attacks against nine of Ukraine's regions over the past day, killing at least one civilian and injuring at least five people. Regional Governor Alexander Produkin wrote on Telegram, Russian forces launched 36 attacks against Kherson Oblast over the past day, injuring one person and damaging residential areas and a museum in the city of Kherson. Governor Vadim Flashkin said... 
in the region's Donetsk, Ru uh, Russia, attacked Turetsk, killing one civilian and injuring four people across the region. The Russian military also reported, uh, reportedly hit the eastern Ukrainian city of Avdivka, injuring two people. Governor Ole Senehubov said Russia launched artillery and mortar attacks on roughly 18 settlements in the Kharkiv Oblast. Uh, Vesel Hatishe, Beristovka, Sinkivka, Tabivka, Ivanivka, Budarki were among the areas targeted. There, let's see you try it. There were no reported casualties, Sinehubov said. Russian attacks damaged a power substation, houses, the glazing uh, and facade of an administrative building, a warehouse, and agricultural equipment in the region. Uh, Dnipropetrovsk, Sumy, Chernihiv, Zaporizhia, Luhansk, and Mykolaiv Oblast also reportedly came under attack. At least 28 pe people, including a child, were killed in the Russian-occupied eastern city of Lyschansk after a restaurant and bakery were hit by shelling Saturday. Russia accused Ukraine of the attack. Ukraine did not comment on the incident. Russia's defense ministry, and, and you know what? They shouldn't be hitting restaurants and bakeries. They shouldn't be doing that, but you know. If Ukraine did indeed do it, we don't know that for sure yet. Russia's defense ministry reported that U uh, Russian air defense intercepted and destroyed seven Ukrainian drones attempting to attack targets in three different regions overnight on February 3rd. The ministry said that Russian forces shot down four drones in the Belgorod region, two in, Vel uh, in Volgorod, and one in the Rostov region, Andrei Bokorov. Governor of the Volgorod region said that a downed drone caused a fire at an oil refinery. Uh, Volgorod Online wrote that the fire broke out at the Luke, Luke Oil, Volgorod Oil Refinery and Krasnormesky uh, district. And I, I wonder how it could be a downed drone if it hit its target, right? Uh, Ukrainian intelligence reported that Ukrainian security service drones attacked the refinery. According to the source, two drones hit the primary oil, oil processing unit, which is necessary to maintain a significant portion of its production capacity. Russia launched an attack against the southern city of Kherson today. Interior Minister Ior Klimenko wrote on Telegram, the attack killed at least four residents and injuring one. An HBO spokesperson... We did, did the story. Was it just last week? Right? That we did the story. I tweeted to HBO and said I would not be watching it because uh, watching the, the new. Well, let's get to this. An HBO spokesperson said Serbian actor Milos Bikovic was dropped from the cast of the popular television show The White Lotus after the Serbian natives ties to Russia drew a sharp rebuke from Ukraine. And, and I, I immediately said that I would not be watching the show. You know, eh, I was getting kind of tired of it anyway. Uh, I'm looking forward, though, to uh, Halo, which is coming up on uh, in, uh, what is today? Today's the fifth. Three more days. Three more days. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the rest of the world. As I said, it would happen overnight, and it looks like it did. I'm not finding any uh, exact times, but it had not happened by Friday night and was reported Saturday morning around 7 a.m. Eastern, 
uh, on Saturday. Uh, British forces on Saturday joined their American allies in new attacks against militia in Yemen. The U.S. military earlier, you know, whenever I talk about Yemen, I I, I think about I, I think about that Friends episode when Chandler had to fly to Yemen to get away from that crazy girl. <laughs> Every time I, I say I say talk about Yemen, I think about that uh, episode. Anyway, uh, the U.S. military earlier launched strikes on dozens of sites manned by Iran-backed fighters in western Iraq and eastern Syria in a, uh, in retaliation for a drone strike in Jordan on January 28th. Oh gosh, let me have a little bit of a drink here. Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, are you, did you guys have a good weekend? Was it good? Did you did you do anything exciting? I mean, besides, uh, you know, besides watch, watching, you know, the Grammys. Uh, did you go get a burrito? Did you have a nice dinner somewhere? What did you do? Did you have some fun? Hope so. Hope so. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, this was in response to drone strikes in Jordan, January 28th. The uh, uh, United States and Britain said they launched a barrage of strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen from fighter jets and warships in the Red Sea. The strike hit 36 Houthi targets in 13 locations, according to the U.S. and U.K. militaries. They hit Houthi weapon launchers, radar sites, and drones. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said Australia, Bahrain, Canada, Denmark, the Netherlands, and New Zealand supported the latest wave of strikes. According to U.S. officials and the U.K. Defense Ministry, the Houthi targets were struck by U.S. F.A. 18 fighter jets from the U.S. Dwight D. Eisenhower aircraft carrier by British Typhoon FGR-4 fighter aircraft and by the Navy destroyers USS Gravely and the USS Kearney firing Tomahawk missiles from the Red Sea. U.S. forces struck 85 targets in seven locations in strategic regions where thousands of Iran-backed fighters are deployed to help expand Iran's influence from Tehran to the Mediterranean coast. I believe they hit 84 of 85 targets. So, anyway. Uh, the U- I, I think I had that in the story. Uh, the U.S. military said the barrage of strikes hit command and control headquarters, intelligence centers, rockets and missile drones and ammunition storage sites and other facilities connected to the militias and the Iranian Revolutionary, Revolutionary Guards Quds Force, which handles Tehran's relationship with and arming of regional militias. Syrian opposition activists said the strikes hit the Amman Ali base near the border Syrian town of Bukhanal, Bukhamal, uh, the Ain Ali uh, base in Korea, which is Q-U-R-I-Y-A, not K-O-R-E-A, in Korea, uh, just south of the strategic town of Mayadim and a Mahadim and a radar center on a mountain near the provincial capital that is also called Deir el-Zor. Rami Abrahman, who heads the British-based Syrian Observatory for Human Rights, said 29 rank-and-file fighters were killed in those strikes. The attacks also hit a border crossing known as Humadaya, where militia cross 
militia crossed back and forth between Iraq and Syria. According to uh, Omar Abu Layla, a Europe-based activist who heads the Dare Azor 24 media outlet, he said the strikes also hit an area inside the town of uh, Mahadim, known as the Security Quarter. Iraqi government spokesperson Basim al-Awadi said the border strikes killed 16 people and caused significant damage to homes and private properties. A coalition of Iran-backed militia that is normally under the control of the Iraqi military said the strikes in western Iraq hit a logistical support post, a tank's battalion, an artillery post, and a hospital. The PMF said 16 people were killed and 36 wounded and that authorities were searching for other missing people. The strike took place over about 30 minutes. U.S. Central Command said the assault involved more than 125 precision munitions and they were delivered by numerous aircraft, including long-range B-1 bombers flown from the United States. The U.S. destroyed and damaged 84 out of 85 targets. All but one of the 85 targets were destroyed or functionally damaged. Kirby said that the U.S. alerted the Iraqi government prior to carrying out the strikes. Uh, just Friday morning, Iran's hardline president, uh, Ibrahim Raisi, reiterated earlier promises by Tehran to potentially retaliate for any U.S. strikes targeting its interests. Raisi said... We will not start a war, but if a country, if a cruel force wants to bully us, the Islamic Republic of Iran will give a strong response. Consider yourself bullied. It's been done. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told CNN's Dana Bash on State of the Union earlier Sunday that the U.S. retaliation for the strike that killed three U.S. service members was not over. Sullivan called the Friday strikes just the beginning of our response, and there will be more steps to come. Friday, calling on the United States to end its complicity in the nightmare unfolding in Gaza, the genocide. Uh, Senator, Senator Bernie Sanders said he would introduce an amendment to remove more than $10 billion from the foreign aid uh, supplemental requested by Biden. The $10.1 billion has, and this is going to be in the Senate this week, he'll bring this up, and, uh, but they won't, vote on, uh, they won't vote to remove it. Uh, it it's, it's, it's not going to happen. Uh, the $10.1 billion has been proposed to pay for offensive weaponry funding, but for the Israeli government, which has killed nearly 28,000 known and many more thousands unknown Palestinians in Gaza, so far including at least 11,500 children and displaced uh, 1.9 million people. Sanders said 27,000 dead. Two-thirds of them women and children, 67,000 wounded, 70% of the housing units damaged or destroyed, and now hundreds of thousands of children facing starvation. This is unacceptable. The United States cannot be complicit in this humanitarian disaster. That is why I will be offering an amendment to the supplemental bill to ensure zero funding for the continuation of Netanyahu's illegal, immoral war against the Palestinian people. <clears throat> Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer indicated th uh, Thursday that lawmakers are close to finalizing the text of the National Security Supplemental, which also includes funding for Ukraine and security at the U.S.-Mexico border. Schumer said he would file cloture on a motion to proceed with the supplemental on Monday, today, uh, leading to the first vote on the National Security supp Supplemental no later than Wednesday, if he can get it past Bernie, which, like I said, he will.
I, there might be a half dozen senators, maybe eight, maybe eight senators that will vote with Bernie. Maybe, maybe that many. Maybe 10. I don't know. I, it, depend, it depends on uh, Rand Paul. Rand Paul, I, I, well, Rand Paul probably won't, you know. So, hate is a great motivator for voters who are followers and non-critical thinkers, you know, the slope-headed ones. And as I've said many times, dictators generally scream about immigration and borders to get people to hate, to fall in line behind them. Uh, The reason is simple. If you can blame your economy on foreigners, you can get people to rally behind you with hate, and you can deflect blame that belongs to you. But in general... The economy in the U.S. is doing better than any country in the world, even though Republicans will use hate to get voters in lockstep behind them. Last Thursday, a Republican congressman from Georgia, Representative Mike Collins, took to social media to reply to a post. He tweeted, he tweeted, hola at the cartels and have them escort you back. This was to a picture of a migrant being released. He then continued saying, or we could buy him a ticket on Pinochet Air for a free helicopter ride back. Okay. He was referring to former U.S.-backed Chilean dictator Augusto Pinochet, whose regime was known to disappear critics by throwing them from helicopters into the Pacific Ocean and other waterways while they were still alive. Like I said, dictators. That's what they are. That's what they want to be. That's what Republicans want to be. The post was removed from formerly Twitter. He appealed uh, directly, the congressman appealed directly to right-wing nutbag Elon Musk, and the post was allowed back with a warning that although it violated the uh, uh, X's rules, the site determined that it may be in the public's interest for it to remain accessible. Trump infamously suggested shooting migrants and stocking the Rio Grande with alligators, a proposal that uh, a proposal that resurfaced this week when Representative Lauren Boebert, Republican from Colorado, attempted to breathe life into flounder- her floundering re-election campaign by affirming she would co-sponsor legislation authorizing an alligator moat. By the way, she's not doing very well. <laughs> She's in fifth place. She got 12% of the vote. I mean, honestly, that's not far behind uh, the Democrat who's in, in the lead with, with uh, 22% of the vote. But it's still fifth place. Uh, uh, but, but anyway, putting alligators in the Rio Grande, yeah, that would be no problem to the millions of heads of cattle along the border who use the Rio Grande. <laughs> I would like to add one small tidbit. The border funding bill is being debated this week by master debaters. Uh, Yesterday, lawmakers revealed the $118 billion package that includes long-awaited bipartisan deal to address the migrant crisis at the southern border and new aid for Ukraine, Israel, and other U.S. allies, including Taiwan. Reports about the agreement have swirled for months, and the text of the bill released will allow leaders, including those Republicans who have already sworn off the proposal to evaluate the legislation for themselves. The 370-page bill 
includes the supplemental aid package requested by Biden for foreign conflicts, which would be uh, would appropriate uh, $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, and $10 billion uh, for humanitarian aid, including in Gaza. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer uh, from New York said he plans to begin the process of considering the legislation this week as the overwhelming majority of senators want to get this done. But the agreement has already faced sharp criticism from Trump and other GOP leaders, and the odds of passing in Congress aren't clear. This bill will pass, would pass, uh, with more than 50% of Democrats in the House and less than 50% of Republicans in the House, but only if Speaker Mike Johnson lets it on the floor for a vote. House Speaker Mike Johnson from Louisiana, right-wing sociopath, Trump supporter, said, uh, and of course he was supporting Trump, he doesn't want any border funding because he wants Trump to scream about it so he can get elected. He said Sunday uh, evening that the bill is even worse than expected and said it will be dead on arrival if it reaches the House. But... He said the bill was even worse than expected. He said that, of course, before he read the bill. Because it wasn't released yet. In a statement released Sunday night, Biden said it is the toughest and fairest set of border reforms in decades and that he strongly supports it. Schumer called it a monumental step and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said it includes direct and immediate solutions and called upon the Senate to carefully consider the opportunity in front of us and prepare to act. And and you know what? Uh, uh, Democrats don't like a lot of this bill, but they're going to eat it. They'll, they're going to eat it. Republicans couldn't get a, this good of a bill passed if they were in charge in the Senate. They couldn't, they couldn't do it. But, of course, uh, if Senate acts to pass it, it would mean Trump's one-trick pony of screaming about the border won't be as powerful. The proposal would expand detention capacity and make it harder for people to qualify for asylum, but would allow migrants who can claim credible fear to stay in the country and work. It includes $20 billion in additional funding to expand the Department of Homeland Security's ability to catch, process, house, and transport migrants and to catch people smuggling fentanyl and other narcotics across the border. Which, by the way, immigrants are not bringing fentanyl across the border. 82% of drug seizures are from American citizens. Yes, good old white middle America is smuggling fentanyl. It's not the the foreigners who are doing it. Uh, the deal would expand the number of green card eligible visas every year for the next five years and guarantee that children of H-1B visa holders remain eligible for green cards once they turn 18. It includes a pathway to citizenship for Afghans who left their country after the Taliban took over a version of the Afghan Adjustment Act. Perhaps the most controversial element of the bill is a three-year policy to shut down the processing of asylum applications from people who crossed illegally if the number of expulsions and apprehensions of migrants reached a week-long average of 4,000. It would create a mandated shutdown after a week-long average of 5,000 or more, closing the border completely, as Republicans have said they would uh, do 
they would do uh, would actually hurt the economy by driving up wages and inflation, you know. I'm serious. I mean, that wages is not technically the problem. Fair wages do not cause inflation. The problem is on the top end. Uh, it's the enormous profit taking, the money given out to stockholders, those who actually don't work for a living. They cause inflation on a grander scale. And I've talked about this. I've explained the the uh, 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 economics of it many times because they also cause depre- depreciation, uh, uh, <sighs> depreciation of the dollar by not adding value. I, 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 we've had this discussion of, of the differences between money and value. Remember that when you make money off of money, when you make money off of money, you add money to the uh, economy without adding value. Workers actually make things. They actually make things. They actually uh, create services that add money to to the economy, that add value to the economy, rather. So if you make money without adding value, right? If you make money without adding value, that means there's more money in a less valuable economy, which drives down the value of the dollar. It's quite simple if you think about it. It, it, uh, If you're a Republican, I'm sorry, your your brain is exploding because you lack critical thinking skills. A banking crash is close on the horizon, maybe. I've been talking about it for over a year. Uh, It's the failing commercial sector who borrowed against future rental value and now have commercial real estate still empty and not being rented because of the change to the use of offices for workers. Now a lot of people are working from home. On Wednesday, shares in New York Community Bank Corp, uh, NYCB, plunged 38%. After it reported a loss of $252 million for the last quarter, the regional lender set aside $552 million in the fourth quarter to absorb loan losses, up from $62 million in the previous quarter. The increase was driven partly uh, by expected losses on loan used to finance an office building. The lender helped drag the KBW Regional Banking Index down 6% on Wednesday, its uh, biggest daily fall since last May. The index slid further Thursday and was down 4.8% by 11 a.m. Eastern time. As shared in the New York, uh, um, what, NYCB, I don't know what that is, as well as other regional banks suffered sharp uh, uh, losses. NYCB's stock fell almost 13%, Bank of California 8%, Bank United 8%. On Thursday, Japan's Azura Bank said bank <clears throat> bad loans tied to US offices were partly to blame for its projected annual loss of 28 billion yen, which is about 190 million dollars uh, last year. Uh, the lender had previously expected to make a net profit of 24 billion yen, 160 million. So that's a loss of th- about 300 uh, 350 million, I guess. The news uh, sent its shares plunging over 21%. Losses are mounting in Europe, too. Swiss private bank and wealth manager Julius Baer announced Thursday that it adjusted its adjusted profit had tanked 55% last year because it lost 586 million Swiss francs, which is about $680 million. 
on loans made to a single European conglomerate. Uh, Germany's biggest lender, Deutsche Bank, said Thursday that it had allocated 123 euros, which is like $133 million, during the last quarter to absorb potential defaults on its U.S. commercial real estate loans. That's more than quadrupled the amount it set aside during the same three-month period in 2022. This could be the beginning, or it could be a long, drawn-out, stable loss, where they get losses every quarter for the next couple of years. Changing those office buildings into residential properties could help the industry. That's what they need to do. Uh, If I could uh, uh, buy one of those buildings for a dollar and take it off their hands, maybe I could get a loan to do something like that. So who created Bitcoin? Have you wondered that? Uh, There's been several theories. In October 2008, Nakamoto gave Bitcoin to the world. Uh, Then... They disappeared. To this day, nobody knows who Nakamoto is. Amongst the speculation, one man stepped forward, Craig Wright, an Australian computer scientist who has, since 2016, maintained that he is Nakamoto. Now, he'll have to prove it in court. On February 5th, a trial will begin in the UK High Court, the purpose of which is to challenge Wright's claim to Satoshi Hood. Uh, the case is being brought by the Crypto Open Patent Alliance, COPA, a nonprofit consortium of crypto and tech firms in response to a slew of lawsuits filed by Wright against Bitcoin developers and other parties in which he is trying to assert intellectual property rights over Bitcoin as its ostensible creator. In its complaint, COPA claims that Wright's behavior has had a chilling effect yeah, we love that legal term, don't we? Uh, obstructing the progress of Bitcoin by scaring away developers. It is seeking a declaration that Wright does not own the copyright to the white paper that first proposed Bitcoin and did not author the original code, and an injunction preventing him from saying otherwise. Now, you noticed that they're arguing that he doesn't own the copyright. They're not arguing that he didn't create it because... This is a lower bar for them to prove. Uh, In effect, COPA is asking the court to rule that Wright is not Nakamoto. Eh, Not really. Uh, Just that that he doesn't own the copyright. The verdict will have direct implications for a a tangle of interlocking cases, which will determine whether Wright can prevent developers from working on Bitcoin without his permission and dictate the terms under which the Bitcoin system can be used. He could become a billionaire overnight. In their 2000, if he's not, he's probably already a billionaire. I have no idea. Uh, In their 2008 white paper, Released in the shadow of global financial meltdown, Nakamoto sketched a vision for a new electronic money and peer-to-peer payment system that would obviate the need to troublesome intermediaries like bank banks. In January 2009, they sent the first Bitcoin transaction. transaction. A little more than two years later, they disappeared without a trace. Wright was first nominated as a potential candidate by both Wired and Gizmodo on the same day in December 2015, 
The original story, based on a trove of leaked documents, proposed that Wright had either invented Bitcoin or is a brilliant hoaxer who very badly wants us to believe he did. A few days later, Wired published a second story pointing to discrepancies in the evidence that that supported uh, the latter interpretation. That's not well written. Uh pointed to discrepancies in the evidence that supported the latter interpretation. Is it uh, discrepancies in the evidence that supported that uh, that he uh, that um, that he was a hoaxer? Or is it ev- uh, evidence that supported the latter interpretation that he wasn't a hoaxer. I am a little confused by that. Anyway, if he wins, I would assume that the next case will decide if Bitcoin code is still original because there have been changes, right? Added to the coin where it's been altered. So I don't know. Anyway, the atmospheric river, the Pineapple Express has hit California. I have leaks all over my apartment. I can vouch for it. And uh, pans are spread out everywhere where you hear an occasional clink when the hotter or the water hits the pan. Uh, it's, it, 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 it's because it rarely rains in Southern California, so landlords never replace their roofs. But when it's fi- it finally rains, there's always a problem. By the way, I am close enough to the L.A. River to hear it rushing by right now. That's how close I am to it. This moisture will hit the guys in the Midwest and East next. It's actually raining in Vegas right now, as far as I know. Uh, Middle of the desert, it's raining. That's right. The Grammys was last night. Loved Joni Mitchell. I actually decided to watch some of the Grammys last night. I actually did that. I don't normally do that. I loved Joni Mitchell singing Both Sides Now. It actually brought a tear to my eye. She got a Grammy for, I think, Best Folk Album. Billie Eilish won two for Barbie, uh, for Barbie's uh, song, What Was I Made For? Uh, Likely because the Oscars snubbed her. That's probably why she won it. Miley Cyrus won for Record of the Year in Pop Solo with Flowers. Well-deserved. Great song. Uh, Taylor Swift won for Album uh, in two categories uh, with Midnight's. That, that album, Midnight's, uh, and in her, in her, one of her, and now she has 14 Grammys, and in one of her, uh, 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 her speeches, she got on stage, and all she did was an advertisement for her next album, which she was going to, she said she was going to uh, put out a picture of her album cover on, I think, Instagram or something, I don't know. And Olivia Rodrigo's Vampire, great song, was snubbed across the board. And also, by the way, Trevor Noah, who was host of the Grammys, he lost for his comedy album, which sucks for him. But he still got paid a pretty penny for hosting the Grammys for a record fourth time. Uh, Nikki Haley was on Saturday Night Live, in case you missed it. I was flipping through the channels and saw her on Saturday Night Live, and I don't usually watch Saturday Night Live, and I said, wow, that comedian looks a lot like Nikki Haley. I didn't even know it was her. (laughs) I thought it was just an actress that was made up to look like her. Anyway, uh, so I just kept on going. Otherwise, I would have watched it. Uh, She took part in a skit in which she pressed Donald Trump 
on some vitally important issues and Donald Trump said some crazy things. The actor who played Donald Trump said some crazy things. Uh, I should have watched it. I, I guess I can watch it on YouTube if I want to, right? On Trump! Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he actually compared himself to Elvis Presley in a dementia-backed post on his failing social media platform in a really bizarre post. Uh, he asked, For so many years, people have been saying that Elvis and I look alike. Now this pic has been going all over the place. What do you think? Trump is a bit insane. That's what I think. And that he's also compared himself to Nelson Mandela, Abraham Lincoln, and even Leonardo da Vinci's famous Mona Lisa painting. He's a nutball. <laughs> and he does have dementia. Uh, anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, February 5th, 2024. Monday, February 5th, 2024. Man, do I appreciate you. Uh, bring something with you if you can today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Those four words. That's what uh, you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me or X to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember... Always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. 45 minutes, not so bad. Uh, I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.